0: Well, hello everyone, and you join us here today reminiscing about Watches and Wonders. It feels like such a long time ago. Um, specifically talking about Jeje la what do you remember?
1: Um, I remember a big observatory, um, feeling a little bit dizzy. <laughs> and I remember a lot of sidereal stuff, you know, constellations. And I remember some sort of molecular kind of scaffolding.
0: <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> The scaffolding, I should add, was on a watch. It wasn't part of their stand. The whole thing was uh, somewhere between a crazy fever dream and the intro to uh, a sci-fi show. And I'll be honest, even handling these watches and looking at them, uh, it's taken going back and looking through all the information again to try and make head and tail of what I actually saw. It genuinely was quite discombobulating so hopefully what we can do now is is translate some of that present it very clearly and efficiently to you dear viewer and listener and and help you understand what we really struggled to so what they've been uh, presenting this year is the stellar odyssey collection This is really the exploration of the sky and the measurement of all of the celestial bodies. And, um, yeah, I'd say they have certainly managed to achieve that. We'll start with the master grand tradition, Calibre 948. This is a world time complication. You're familiar with uh, world time complications, Tom? Yes, sure. Yeah. Telling the time in different places. Yeah, pick your city, you get a time. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, only the difference is here that Gégère LeCoultre have decided to add an orbiting what they call a cosmo which orbits the dial once every 24 hours. Uh, and not only that, they have it orbiting a globe which has been skeletonized, 388 parts in total. Uh, what were your initial reactions to seeing this watch?
1: What I love about this watch is the representation of the Earth, because the land masses are actually kind of solid and like raised up hovering above the dial and i think they're cut from white gold yeah and they're they're floating on this beautiful guilloche lacquered ocean And it's awesome. It's like a tiny little world. And I think that is the view of the Earth that Jaeger's watchmakers currently have right now, because they're they're off the planet with what they're doing right now.
0: Well, yeah, and I'd like to point out as well that the globe, the landmasses are depicted with white gold wire, which is then filled with hand-painted enamel. Now we saw the lady doing some hand-painted enamel and uh, it blew my puny little mind. There's so much amazing enamelling
1: going on in these new releases. It's it's awesome.
0: This all comes under... I'm going to have to do my very best French accent here. This all comes under the métier rare or something like that. Rare meters. <laughs> rare rare handcrafted detailing. Hand-painted globe. And like you say, this whole thing floats in a skeletonized Mesh that sits over the guillotined waves, covered with the blue lacquer. But really, what makes this very impressive, and I hadn't noticed it until now because I was so overwhelmed, the Torbjorn itself, as it orbits every 24 hours, appears to float completely in space. There's no mechanism that seems to conjoin it, it just hovers there and, and spins around, seemingly uh, floating. It's very impressive. Yeah, very good. Well, so you thought, because that's a piece of old rubbish compared to these. The <laughs> Hybris Artistica Calibre 945. I would have been quite happy if Gilles Lecoultre had come with the grand tradition and said, this is what we've done this year. Everyone has said, oh, yes, yeah, very good. And everyone would have had a little clap. But no, they've come with uh, two more watches as well as part of the Hybris Artistica Calibre 945. You've got the similar orbiting Cosmo Tourbillon um, but this time we see the depiction of the night sky with months around the outer calendar. And what they've tried to do here is chuck in a little bit more Métier to uh, demonstrate the real handcrafted capabilities the, uh, the company is capable of doing. Uh, what are your thoughts on these ones?
1: Yeah, really amazing watches. Very crazy. Um, so there's only five each of these and they're both very different. Uh, so you've got a stormy, celestial, black-and-white depiction of the cosmos on one, and then the other is a very blue, starry night sky. So the sidereal time I find quite baffling, and the um, the white dots and lines that depict the constellations reminds me of um, the confused math lady meme, do you know what I mean? Where she <laughs> stood in front of all those <laughs> equations. And that's also how I feel when I look at it, so... Um, yeah, so, yeah, there's loads going on. They've got a sky chart, celestial vault, whatever that is, zodiacal calendar, and a minute repeater, and another flying tourbillon as well, so... Yeah,
0: it's absolutely bonkers. The um, There are two versions, like uh, you say, five of each. Uh, my, my greasy palms during Watches and Wonders very nearly made it only four of each. There's the celestial sky, which uses a technique that is a first for JLC, the grise enamel, which is, uh, that's the, the black and grey, the monochrome one you saw. Mm. So they paint on where you see those three-dimensional depictions of planets and things like that. They have to paint each layer of shading on as another layer. Yeah. So they'll paint on the lightest colour and then fire it and then paint on a slightly greyer colour and then fire it and so on and so forth to try and create those spherical three-dimensional shapes. And they have to be really careful with this, because if they paint too many layers, there are some parts of it that end up too thick. So not only is it a real artistic endeavour, but it's also quite the brain teaser in trying to figure out how to get the best representation with the least number of layers possible. With brushes and a, and a furnace. Uh, and then you also have the atomium signature, which has that metallic structure which looks very almost DNA-like. Yeah, that was the scaffolding I was referring to earlier. (laughs) And I don't know if I'm making this up or if I heard this uh, at the show, but I'm sure they said those little balls and pipes between them are all screwed together, which further blows my puny little mind, and I'm sure you can all see now why we went away from this feeling rather discombobulated. And then, like you said, Tom, on top of all of that, they decided to chuck in a minute repeater as well. You know, just because just lol, I suppose.
1: Maybe they've got them already made and they need to use them up. Do, so
0: they just slap them in do, there. Do you think just a little bit of a, a rebranding, new facelift for an old movement just to get them out. They had, they had uh, ten left. Yeah. Well, uh, from that mind-bending collection to something perhaps a little bit easier to get our heads around. They've also added the perpetual calendar calibre 868AA to the Polaris. Now, I'm starting to feel like the Polaris and the code 1159 are getting a little bit close together. They look very, very similar.
1: Oh, that's funny you should say that. Um, I like the Polaris. That's Jaeger's more kind of sporty uh, number, isn't it? I think the sporty elegance, they, they call it. Spelegance. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, kind of strange for them to put a perpetual calendar in it. That's sort of really, really stretching the the offering of that collection, isn't it? I think now, price-wise, that a Polaris can cost you from £6,000 to £26,000, which is what these new perpetual calendars cost. So, yeah, pretty crazy, but... um, yeah, if you like your Polaris and you don't like simplicity, then you can get a perpetual calendar. And I think it was a great undertaking to squeeze it into that case. It certainly looks, by the
0: way, the subdials are laid out. It looks like it's been crowbarred in there. Uh, and thinking about the P Gay Code 1159 perpetual calendar, I expect that is a lot more. So the watch you're getting here is going to be, as typical for Gilles exceptional value for money, for heritage, quality... And complication. Can't really say fair in that, can you? No. <laughs> well, after that little bit of a mental respite, uh, let's jump straight back into the craziness with perhaps the most bonkers thing that JLC did there. It wasn't even a watch, it was a clock. Are you familiar with the Atmos clock, Tom?
1: Yeah, that's like the um, bell jar with uh, the mechanical clock in it, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. It it works with a series of bimetallic bellows, I believe, that are very, very, very sensitive to temperature. A single degree moves the bellows enough to power the thing for 48 hours, two days. So the efficiency of the mechanism is so fine, it's so minimal friction, so very carefully balanced and stuff like that, that this tiny, tiny, tiny change of a degree in temperature can power it for so long it's quite fascinating really it's probably the closest thing we'll come to to perpetual motion right yeah and um, but this particular example they have really gone to town with as part of the stellar odyssey collection it's not enough to tell the time so by squeezing in 443 components they have created a tellurium which shows the cycles of the earth the sun and the moon uh, to incredible accuracy. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, yeah, it's awesome. My favourite thing is the globe, the little hand-painted spherical globe. I wonder if I could just get one of those. <laughs> I don't need the rest of it, but I wonder if they could start maybe just portioning out little bits and pieces, little little bits of merch <laughs> That <be laughs> to good, keep us it?
0: to keep us peasants happy. Maybe just like the the offcuts, the globes didn't come out quite so right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Perhaps the the tip of South America goes a bit too far and they had to throw it away. Uh, More examples of métier rare with the hand-painted globe. There is a blue lacquer frame, a laser-engraved moon, and a meteorite dial. So they've gone all in. But it's not just the way it looks that's so impressive about this clock. Uh, It's the accuracy. Yeah. So the rotation of the Earth is accurate to three hundred and ninety years. So if you get one of these, you don't have to set it again, that's fine. It's because they track the year, not just as 365 days, but 365.2466 days. So you get that incredible accuracy, but that seems like the work of of a sloppy hobo by comparison to the accuracy of the moon which they have managed to dial in, so you don't have to adjust it for uh, nearly six millennia. Right. <laughs> so you probably have to set yourself a reminder, otherwise you might forget to adjust it then.
1: I do have to take their word on that, though, don't I? Uh,
0: a, li- a little bit, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to be able to call them out on it. <laughs> in this post-apocalyptic world, when the Earth is just ground to dust and you're still hanging on to your Atmos Hybris Mechanica. <laughs> but what a thing. What a thing! And I like the watches very much that they have made. But I think the Atmos clock—if I could have any of these Stellar Odyssey pieces, this would be the one. And I'd have it on—I'd have it on my side, next to my uh, Lego Ferrari F40. And I'd, <laughs> I'd look at it, and I'd like it. Would you have one?
1: I think it would make the rest of my house look untidy.
0: <laughs> no matter what you did. Yeah. You have a very tidy house, or is that just when you have guests?
1: Uh, yeah, well, that's a, I, you know, I keep a keep a tidy house, but I, but even so, even just after everything was done and spick and span, you introduce that, and everything looks like crap around it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does require the house to go with it, and I expect it probably costs more than my house anyway.
1: It'd be like standing next to Jeremy Jauncey. <laughs>
0: which we didn't get a chance to do, unfortunately. Probably for the best for our own uh, morales. So there you have it. That has untangled some of the insanity of Gégé de thinking when it comes to making watches. Of course, they can't just make simple watches. They have to make ones that blow our minds and our minds were blown. And while we go and pick up the pieces, why don't you uh, pop a little subscribe down there at the bottom? And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.